0: is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC-TV show, The Walking Dead. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, number 62, for Monday, November 28, 2011. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. It really is. At least for uh, the last little while, we've now seen the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead TV a- a show. A newly
1: coined phrase.
0: <clears throat> yeah, they, did they make that up, do you think? I don't know. I haven't heard it much before this uh,
1: before this show, and AMC <coughs> completely going overboard in announcing
0: that it's the mid-season finale. It did seem to come up a lot on, in the ads and, you know, everything else they did. During, before it before it broadcast, and then even sort of after it broadcast during Hell on Wheels and stuff like that, right? They repeated that over and over again. They but, sure did. Uh, well, we've we've seen it now. We've got a long wait until February. What is it, twelfth? Twelfth, yeah. when it comes back Sundays at nine, same time slot. I, w- I was wondering. I wonder if Hell on Wheels will be done by then, so they'll repeat it at ten o'clock again instead of eleven when it comes back in February. Oh, that's an interesting idea. I hope so. How many
1: Hell on Wheels are we uh, we're in now? Four. Uh, something like that. Have you been watching it? No. No,
0: me neither. No, I haven't. I I don't know if I will, but that's a different thing. Um, I'm just figuring by then it'll probably be done because they're not going to take a big break. They're not taking Wheels. a break. They're just going to keep plowing right through Christmas. Well, maybe they're only doing six and they'll be done in a couple of weeks. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. We'll but... have to check out a Hell on Wheels podcast so that they can let us know. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. <laughs> um, maybe I, I can't see them taking a break in a new show though, because people are going to drop off, and never come back. Yeah. That's what happens on new shows. Not on The Walking Dead, though, as uh, as told by the ratings that we've seen. So let's talk about those sure. right now. The Walking Dead News. So we got a quick news segment here. As I said, the ratings for Secrets. Uh, last week's episode came in, and they, there were 6.077 million viewers. Oof. 3.1 rating in the 18 to 49. Now, that's down a tenth of a point and a drop of about 400,000 viewers from the week before.
1: Well, Christmas is picking up, I right? it's, uh, hard, it's hard to carve out time when you've got to do stuff like put up Christmas lights and,
0: uh, <laughs> you know, go shopping for uh, stocking stuffers. It's true. And, and the people in the U.S. were gearing up for uh, uh, Thanksgiving last week, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they are had... gearing down. Uh, oh, no gearing up because we're talking about uh, secrets yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah, that's right. Gearing up. Now they're gearing down um but i mean as we say every week ratings are holding steady they're holding oh, strong yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not fluctuating wildly like some shows
1: it doesn't go from uh you know 5.3 million to four viewers right because that would be a bad downslide
0: a little bit and yeah. then and then the next week it would go to three viewers <laughs> well we lost that guy what happened but then back up to 6.3 million yeah yeah i don't know what happened that dead, one. very inexplicable very weird um talking dead the amc show didn't have ratings for last week or they didn't make it onto the top 20 oh. which is what TV by the numbers um, .com posts and they and that's that's what you can get uh, which means they were below 1.2 million or a a.4 score right so maybe it's the same guys that uh, were responsible for the audio
1: and they had the audio problems a couple of weeks ago right are uh, they've been fired and or have been put in charge of tracking ratings. <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> you guys
0: are out of here go do some ratings yeah go do
1: some ratings and then they drop the ball on that one too
0: yeah what's I, what's next craft services you yeah know? well th- then they're gonna screw up the food and bring bring me juice then you know? then everything's gonna shut down because you know actors and people won't have their food yeah that's bad putting up signs on trailers that's their <laughs> new job <laughs> there you go andrew lincoln but they'll spell it wrong that's right Okay, so uh, that's it. No ratings for Talking Dead, but ratings for The Walking Dead are holding steady, and that is good news. It'll be interesting next week to find out what the ratings are for the mid-season finale, which we've already seen. Should be up, I would imagine. I hope so. But who knows? We'll see. Uh, Quickly, one more thing in the news before we get into our recap. I don't want to take too much time on this, but last week on the show, there was the whole morning after pill controversy. Or at mm-hmm. least on the show, there was the fact that Lori took some morning after pills, a hoping handful. to yeah a handful full, hoping to terminate her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. She of course puked them back up right away, so no harm done there. Although the internet and kind of the world in general went a little crazy because there is a big difference between the morning after pill and the, for lack of a better term, abortion pill. Right morning after pills are emergency contraception, where right. the latter is a medicated abortion, I guess. Right. I don't know too much about that, I must admit. Um, and people generally felt it was irresponsible of the show to mix these two up and send a sort of confusing message out to the world. Right. Now, are the abortion pills over-the-counter? I doubt it. Because these these were... Uh,
1: the con- emergency <clears throat> contraceptives were in the uh, feminine hygiene section, right? So that meant that they were over-the-counter drugs. <sighs> I I suppose. I
0: guess so, yeah.
1: But, you know, neither of these strike me as uh, over-the-counter type medications. But, you know, I'm Canadian. I could be wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah, here in Canada, I'm quite sure that um, emergency contraceptive is still only um, prescription. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about that, though. Like, if you have to go to your doctor, get a prescription, go get it filled, pick up the pills, bring them home. I mean, that seems like it would take some time. Right. And if you need them right away... You might not have that time, although from what I understand, you can take them anywhere from one to five days after. Right. And they'll still likely be effective. That's because, you know, as we talked
1: about, the sperm wait around. They hang out, they have brunch the next day, (laughs) talk about it, they plan their their plan of attack there.
0: (laughs) Yes, their plan of attack.
1: They draw straws for the, you know, the super sperm that's actually going to go and
0: you know get through the egg when we discussed that in a past podcast um, somebody wrote in whose name I can't remember right now I'm really sorry but she informed us that it's about five days sperm can live inside a body so well they're just hanging out having a party who knows what they're doing in there waiting for something to happen I guess you know just luxuriating in the uh, additional room
1: (laughs) (laughs) a lot of space in here
0: (laughs) nice Hanging out. Uh, Anyways, with this morning after pill controversy, uh, Planned Parenthood and even the American Civil Liberties Union both had something to say about it and how irresponsible the show was. So a few days after that, Glenn Mazzara, showrunner, came out and he made a statement and here's what he said. Wow. The producers and writers of The Walking Dead are fully aware that the morning after pill would not induce an abortion or miscarriage we exercised our artistic creative license to explore a storyline with one of our characters not to make any pro life or pro choice political statement we sincerely hope that people are not tuning uh turning to the fictional world of the walking dead for accurate medical information oh you, that would be mm-hmm. a bad idea in general it really would be considering there are walking dead mhm um now
1: <sighs> that that's strictly in my mind that firmly puts the walking dead in the realm of fantasy Absolutely. Not reality anyway. At least I hope not. I seriously hope not. But uh,
0: yeah, it's firmly in in the fantasy realm. Well, no argument there. It's definitely fantasy. And he's absolutely right by saying, you know what? Don't come to us if you get pregnant and don't know what to do about it. We're not the right source for the answer. That's right. Um, That said, that statement comes off to me a little bit flippant. A little bit like, you know shut up, people. It's just a TV show. He could have said, uh, yeah, we got it wrong. Yeah. You know, we got,
1: uh, we we didn't hire any consultants on family planning and uh, we, we, we screwed that up. Sorry about that. And, you know, besides, don't come to us for family planning advice.
0: Yeah. I think if he'd taken a little bit more responsibility for the error, then it would have felt a little more genuine, but whatever. He's right. Don't right. take the show... You know, for that kind of thing. It's a show about zombies, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, that was the morning after pill controversy. I think we can put it in the past now, and no one will worry about it from here on. I hope not. We'll see. Unless there are more pregnancies and they continue to make silly mistakes. but well, there could be. I don't know. We you don't know. have at least two possible more pregnancies. <laughs> there has been a surprising amount of sex on this show. There has been. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to do some listener feedback later in the show, but right now we're going to get into our recap. Pretty much dead already. The read on that was a little happier than uh, <laughs> some of the other ones <laughs> which which doesn't really sort of, you know, go in tune with the the mood of the this episode. Ah. But hey, pretty much dead already. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So this is the mid-season finale. We open, it's dawn, people are hanging around the camp, they're cooking, they're eating, doing stuff. And I noticed there was lots of um, uncomfortable glancing amongst everyone. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah,
1: everybody's looking around, sidelong glances. <laughs>
0: That's right. We got shifty eyes going one way yeah. and then going another way. Having conversations without words. <laughs> and uh, you know, Maggie's way off in the in the in the farm, but there's Glenn sitting in the camp and he <laughs> looks over at her and she everybody's just looks back. Being, everybody's just being a little <laughs> bit creepy. <laughs> a little bit creepy, a lot of glancing. Uh, and then we get more Dale or Dale breaks the pattern by nodding at Glenn mm. and Glenn stands up and tells everyone that the barn is full of walkers. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't hold back. He's like, uh, uh, "Guys, barn's full of walkers." Yeah. And nobody looks too happy. Well, I, why would that make them happy? You know, I Hey, I, that's
1: great news, Glenn. That's well, you know,
0: at least they're not out here amongst us. That's at true. least they're secure in there. Always looking on the bright side, Chris. That, that's See? good. See, good. So we cut to everybody now at the barn arguing about what to do. Shane, of course, wants to hit the road and leave. Um, Everybody else wants to continue looking for Sophia. And by everybody else, I kind of mean Rick. Right. uh, Because I guess he still feels guilty about that. Um, Rick decides he needs to talk to Herschel about this and he thinks he can handle it. And at that point, they're making so much noise that the barn door starts bulging because the zombies Mm -hmm. have woken up. Camera zooms in on Rick and we go to credits. Right. So... Pretty good pre-credits opening there, I think. You don't know what's going to happen. Maybe the barn door is going to bust open. Maybe. Who knows? When we come back, Shane is hanging around the barn, scoping it out, and he checks the locks by pulling on them, Mm -hmm. but then the zombies shake the doors again. Um, He reaches for his gun, but he notices he doesn't have
1: it. Oh, shucks. It's in the trailer (laughs) or the camper.
0: That's right. What's he going to do? We go to Glenn, who's trying to apologize to Maggie. Uh, and she comically takes his hat puts an egg in it and cracks it on his head yep funny stuff uh and he berates her for why, why wasting an egg you know good point that's the worst that's the worst thing you just wasted a whole egg on they need those
1: you know you could have kicked me <laughs> that's sort of the same kick, pr- purpose, kick me in the shin uh, you know? slap me across the
0: face all kinds of stuff not as good for the comic relief value though no you know what we needed a little bit that of that in this episode i think but we go to Carl and Laurie, who are doing homework. A little bit weird that he's still doing homework in the zombie apocalypse. Oh, I think it's very responsible of Laurie to
1: homeschool him at
0: this point. I suppose so. I guess he needs to learn his arithmetic and yeah. spelling and reading and all that. Learn oh, wait, how- he's 10. He should know how to read. <laughs> yeah, he should learn how to not get shot. There's that, too. That's very important. Yeah. But they're doing homework, and they talk about whether Sophia is dead. Um, and Carl says that he's not leaving until they find Sophia. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to go. It's his friend, after all. They're a they're a team, those two. They are. Uh, now we go to Daryl, who's in the stable, getting ready to take a horse out. And Carol comes in and tells him not to go because she doesn't want to lose him too. Mm-hmm. And he gets pissed. And uh, and he walks away and calls her a bitch. Wasn't stupid, very, stupid bitch. He wasn't very bitch. nice of him, I'll tell
1: you. Well, I mean, it's, <clears> a, it's a natural Daryl reaction to
0: frustration, right?
1: Yeah, well... Take he, it out on somebody else.
0: Yeah, he was... I think he was thinking that Carol doesn't really appreciate all his looking because she now wants him to sort of stay here right and all he's been through right but but he's kind of the only one who's been out looking at all really
1: yeah everybody else seems to be uh you know we we found it they said they found the the doll two days ago it's like well what the hell you been doing
0: (laughs) yeah really there's a trail to follow here right yeah go looking continue (laughs)
1: looking don't just stop oh we found it all we'll find her
0: yeah yeah i'm sure she's around somewhere We go to Dale and Glenn, who are at the RV. Dale gives Glenn his hat and goes inside. In there, he finds Andrea arming up to go look for Sophia. Mm -hmm. She's gathering some weapons. Um, Dale suspects that Andrea and Shane have a thing going, and he's concerned that she's getting too close to him, Mm -hmm. and she doesn't know what kind of man he is. Fair enough. Tell him. Tell her. Well, yeah. Just tell her. You know what? That is one thing about this show that I like. Characters tend to put things out in the open secrets aren't kept for a long time not for not so far unlike some other shows uh so but anyways Andrea leaves and uh Dale asks Glenn to go get him some water so he can sneak away with the bag of guns mm-hmm. Dale can sense something is g- about to go down and he knows that uh Glenn can't keep a secret <coughs> that's true
1: he Somebody does he showed that. up and said uh, where did uh, Dale go he went over that way with a bag of guns
0: that's right <laughs> okay thank you thanks I don't know what he was doing have a good day now. there he goes <laughs> Um Glenn is the I mean Dale is the knower of things. He, he sure knows everything. He like I said, he is the eyes and the ears of this institution. But uh he's yeah,
1: he's also the uh the figure outer. Like he knows what's gonna happen. He knows what potentially could
0: happen, and what the way to counter that is to hide the guns. It's true, the figure outer, right? Yeah, the one who can figure stuff out. That's right. There's always one of those guys. Um but so uh we go. We go inside. Herschel's eating. Rick comes in to talk to him. And Rick tells him that they can be stronger if they stay and work together. He, he lets him know that they know about the barn, that Lori is pregnant. And Herschel doesn't change his mind about them leaving. First time I saw a walker, it was just half a body snapping at me from the ground. And my inclination wasn't to kill it. But what the world is out there isn't what you saw on TV. It is much, much worse. And it changes you either in one of them or or something a lot less than
2: the person you were. Please do not, do not send us out there again.
0: So Maggie overhears them talking, and uh, we cut away. Now we're back with Shane guarding the barn. Rick's, Rick walks up and tells him he's been negotiating with Herschel about what they're going to do, but they argue about making the place safe, and then Rick tells Shane that Lori is pregnant we have to stay here. We can't just leave. She's pregnant for crying out loud. Exactly. If we go out there, there's no way that we can have this baby successfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane congratulates him as Rick's walking away. And now there's a little bit of controversy over what Rick said as he turned around. A lot of people think, or me, and I'm, you know, I <laughs> a think. lot of me. No, no, no. I, uh, what I meant is I I'm pretty sure Rick said, thank you, as in, yeah. you know, Congratulations, your wife's having a baby, and he said, you know, I thank you or thank you. Some people think he said um t- to you too, as in Oh. As in he's Congratulations it, yeah, to you. Exactly. I heard thank you. Me too. I'm with you in that one. Me too. But some people think Rick said, you know, congrats to you too, kind of thing. Which you know, there's there's a lot more to happen when when this comes out and I don't know if he would just drop it like that as he walked away but maybe right and well, they uh, both know well that there's a possibility that it's Shane's of course and eventually it will you know come to the forefront and they'll have to discuss it possibly with their fists <laughs> right or worse <laughs> or worse but right now I think Rick just said thanks and is moving on because he's got bigger fish to fry at this point I agree so we go to commercial and when we come back Herschel and Maggie are talking. She tells him to reconsider making them leave, and she calls them walkers again. She's mm-hmm. kind of come to Team Walker, which is good. Um, and she tells him how Glenn saved her life from one in the pharmacy. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, I think, the moment where she had a change of heart. hmm at that point, Jimmy runs in and tells Herschel, it happened again, <laughs> and we don't know exactly what he yeah, means I wasn't yet.
1: quite sure exactly what that meant. I thought maybe it meant that uh, Daryl took the horse, Yeah,
0: or um, that there's guns in camp, or there could have been all kinds of things. I didn't know what that meant. but We find out quickly outside, Rick and Andrea are planning their Sophia search. Herschel comes out and asks Rick for help with something. Andrea offers to go, but Herschel says, no, no, just need Rick. Just Rick. I'm fine. Just gonna, he needs to come with me for a minute. We cut over to Lori cutting carrots and Shane comes over. They have a deep conversation here, an intense conversation. They talk about their relationship and how Shane thinks Rick isn't right for this world, which is, uh, which is important to remember. Shane thinks he's a better man because he saved her life so many times. And then they talk about the baby. Rick told me. Told you what? And I
2: know the reason why you didn't. It's because you know it's mine. It's right. Okay. Yeah, we carried on quite a bit. Before Rick got back, Lord, it's mine. You know it is. You know wrong. it's...
0: You're wrong. I'm sorry. Shane, I'm sorry. But even if it's yours, it's not gonna be yours. Uh, it's never gonna be yours. Okay. And there's nothing you can do to change that. I don't need to. Intense. Mm. (laughs) Doesn't matter whose baby it is. It's not going to be yours, Shane. (laughs) Now, I have a question about the carrots. Sure. Are they...
1: uh, Now, it's been a long time since I've actually pulled a carrot out of the ground, but these carrots didn't look exactly carrot orange to me. They looked kind of faded. Well, they still had sort of dirt on them and stuff. Carrots don't come out nice and orange. Well, I know that, but they come out orange and dirty, right? These looked kind of not carrot colored, and I'm just wondering if that was normal. Because I always buy my carrots at the grocery store, and they're carrot orange. But I know when I buy my beef at the grocery store, they put food coloring in that to make it, you know, red. Really? Oh, yeah. It's brown normally. Huh. Yeah, that's all food coloring. I didn't know that. Yeah. So
0: I'm just wondering if they color the carrots at the grocery store as well to make them look carrot orange. Uh, As much as I like to think that carrot orange is an actual color... Right. I guess, why not? Banana yellow, you know, yep. carrot orange. Um, I don't think they color them. <laughs> I well, don't I'm just know. curious
1: because these, these carrots were not carrot orange. So if anybody knows if these were, you know, sickly carrots or the normal carrots and
0: I just have a skewed vision of what normal carrots look like, let me know. I think that might be it. I think these are just right out of the ground. They're still dirty. Maybe if I washed them up, cleaned them up a little bit, they'd be, they'd be more orange.
1: Or maybe they colored the carrots sickly on purpose okay. because, you know, the world is going to crap and, uh, you know, carrots are not going to be perfect in a zombie world you can't
0: ask for perfection in your vegetables after the zombies have attacked that's right it's really it's really low on your list probably of things i would think so so shane walking away he passes carl carl tells him he won't leave until they find sophia and he tells him he says to shane that the way shane feels is bullshit <laughs> yeah. that was awesome yeah i love that scene when he when he uh, swore like that it was great yep um Shane then tells him, if if you don't want to leave until we find her, then that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. So he... You have to be prepared to, you know, do the chores necessary to stay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Lori sees them talking, and since she's not so happy with Shane right now, she calls Carl over to her, so to get him away. Yeah. Shane goes to the RV looking for guns. He doesn't find them. And after talking to Glenn, figures that Dale took them to hide. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, Shane's a Mr. I-know-everything. <laughs> So yep. he seems to uh, he seems to know what's going on. we go to Herschel Jimmy and Rick they're in the woods with two walkers who are stuck in the river stuck in the mud yeah and and this scene solidified something that I've been wondering about a little bit and why there hadn't been more zombie activity around the farm mm-hmm. and I think at some point in another episode they had there had been a quick comment about um, a lot of the, uh, surrounding area being swampland. Yeah. And so zombies come in and kind of get stuck in the swamp. Right. And if they don't clean them out, they either just s- are stuck there or they clean them out and put them in the barn. Right. And it helps protect the place, which is good. That'd be gross. <clears throat> swamp fulls of zombies, stuck. It would be frozen, frozen in nasty. the winter. <laughs> but that's what you do. Well, maybe it w- they might not freeze in the winter down there, but up here for sure. Yeah. You go and kill them when they're frozen. Uh, so they've got two walkers who are stuck in the river. Um, now they have those animal-catching poles. Mm-hmm. Do they have a name? Uh, no. It's a it's it's a pole <laughs> where you can stay away from the animal, but hook yeah, it around its for, neck. Yeah,
1: they're for yeah, they're for dog handling or animal handling. Yeah, they use them for. Uh, uh, well, I guess they use a version of them for snakes, and they use them for alligators and anything you don't want
0: to get that close to. Yeah, or right? don't want to get away. Well, that's it's true. It's going to stay at exactly that distance, no farther, no closer. They use, them to, yeah, they use them to wrangle the zombies, yep. which uh, I think is an interesting idea. The thing that struck me here, though, is using these poles may work sometimes, but it also feels like a really bad idea. If that zombie's neck is suitably decomposed, that thing's just going to slice right through and take its head off. Yeah, and problem solved at that point. Problem solved, except not from Herschel's perspective. He doesn't want to kill these people. As he calls them.
1: No, but uh, they're also, you know, not dealing with zombies that are completely decomposed as well, right? Like they're pretty like
0: from at, to this point, they're the zombies they've been encountering have been pretty fresh. I guess so, but there have still been some pretty decomposy ones. Well, the one in the well, the tea bag zombie, he was pretty decomposed. Yeah, you put this thing around him, and I think you'd just be slicing right into his flesh. Yeah. Now the spinal cord presumably is still pretty hard, so you might not get through that. Maybe, but still gross. And you know, if Herschel really believes they can resurrect these people or cure them, you know, having a <laughs> having everything but your spinal column around your neck sliced, not going to be good. What are you going to do? You going to use zip cuffs and a paper bag? <laughs> well, I'm not saying there's a. The better idea is to not try to corral them at all. Oh, but if you need to corral them, how would you do it? I suppose
1: it's a good tool to use. That's uh, that's Does an keep interesting question. I would. Uh, how would you? Uh corral a decomposing (laughs) zombie that you don't want to actually dispatch sheepdog that's what sheepdogs
0: do it'd be be sheepdog (laughs) zombie in a few minutes zombie sheepdog yeah probably uh anyways herschel insists that if rick and his people are going to stay uh they have to treat the walkers as people and do some of the work so it sounds like herschel's having a bit of a change of heart here Yep, He's thought about the fact that Lori's pregnant and everything that's going on and how his daughter probably helped convince him. Mm -hmm. He's coming around. He's coming around. But we go to commercial and when we come back, we have Daryl and Carol walking along the river. He shows her a Cherokee rose and apologizes about calling her a bitch. That's nice. Isn't it? It was a nice little scene with them. Um, I guess it sort of solidified their relationship a little bit, but other than that, I didn't see much point to it.
1: No, it was it was important for their relationship that he apologized. That was a very mean thing that uh, that he did, and uh, was very much uh, like her
0: husband. Well, you know, I'm sure he called her a bitch all the time. <laughs> yeah, maybe, probably, but it, it's I don't know. It felt out of place in this episode. I don't know if they needed it right right here for some reason. So I don't know. It was a bit bit weird. But anyways. Um, we get through that, and we go back to Herschel, Rick, and Jimmy. They have the zombies in the uh, zombie wrangling sticks, mm-hmm. snares. I called them. Um, Herschel says Otis used to do this, but now they have to. Otis was the man. He was. He he was the man. He was doing all the zombie wrangling. He was doing he was all the, only the important one stuff. Trained in firearms. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's too bad. A... Too bad he's now dead. Yep. Too bad he got shot in the leg. Uh, so we go uh, back to Glenn up on the RV who's keeping watch. And Maggie walks by. Glenn comes down to talk to her. I forgot that they're dangerous. I don't care if they're sick people or dead people. They're dangerous. And then I realize something else. That I don't want you in danger ever. So I hate to blow your dad's big secret, but I'm sick of secrets. Secrets get you killed. And I'd rather have you pissed off at me and alive than liking me and dead. So that's why I told him. Hey, Walker, bait. Don't call me that. I left that bit in at the end because I thought it was funny. It <laughs> <That> was good. <laughs> I like but it. Before we
1: talk about what they said, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, when uh, when she walks by and Glenn sees her, uh, for a person that's being on watch, she got really close before he noticed her.
0: Yeah, and then he just, you know, climbed right down and ran off to follow her. I don't need to watch
1: anymore, but yeah, I'm just uh, a little bit concerned that uh, he was lollygagging up there and uh, gathering (laughs) wool, maybe not, you know, nodded off for a little while, because she was within like 50 feet of that that, that before he noticed her, and if he was actually watching out for her
0: and wanted to talk to her, he would have saw her, you know, way off in the distance. There's a lot of open field around that farm, but... You know, it, it for the viewer, it might have been a little bit boring to, you know, slowly watch her approach. That would have been. Slowly watch her approach. Maybe he was confused because he was excited about wearing Dale's hat.
1: Well, yeah, maybe, you know, you got sunstroke or whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, maybe he did notice her, but pretended he didn't so that she wouldn't change
0: directions. Right. I'm not looking. I'm not. It's... I don't see you at all. <laughs> keep, no, no, no. keep on coming. You're outside of my peripheral vision. I can't see you uh so yeah she calls him walker bait he gets upset and then they kiss and make up well that was a very nice thing that he said you know i would
1: uh, i would rather see you know have you alive and pissed off at me than liking me and
0: dead now how did you feel about the portal reference in this scene
1: Uh, first of all first it got me excited because i thought it gave us a timeline but then I realized that... He's you mean not a time talk- frame. Time frame. Yeah. Like uh, for, you know, we can time it, you know, at least it's after Portal. But my initial thought was Portal 2 just came out, so this just happened. Then I realized he didn't
0: say Portal 2, he said Portal, mm-hmm. which came out a couple of years ago. So that blew my theory well, out the window. more than that even. But just the fact that they made such a blatant pop culture reference didn't get under your skin a little bit. Why would it get under my skin? I don't know I why. Played, I played Portal. I loved it. I love Portal 2, but... it I don't know why. It just felt wrong to me to throw that in there like that. And then to even stop and say, oh, it's a video game, you know? Well, yeah, she, you know, she's a farmer's daughter. She might not know from Portal. The thing is, I guess if they, you know, if they have cars and they're such so prominent and they've got hatchets and they're so prominent, why not throw a video game reference in there? You think it was product placement? I don't know. Can that be a product placement? Just the mention of a product? Sure. Yes, I guess so. I drink Snapple. Snapple's great. <laughs> you know, that's product placement, right? But usually, you hold one up when you do that, well, I or you see it throughout the thing. Maybe there's an Xbox in the in the farm, and maybe that's then, all they do. Then she would know what Portal was. That's true. It's a good point. Remember I don't what? know. It, it for me, it just felt like it was ham-fisted in there. Like, oh, we gotta we gotta mention something. So, yeah, he could have said video games. It felt like a video game. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but be more generic
1: about it. No, I I think Portal's fine. It didn't, you know, stick out at me and didn't uh, annoy me in any way. I just thought it was, you know, a pop culture reference. All right. Well, if I was was his age, even if I was my age, and I am my age,
0: I make, you know, pop culture references all the time in everyday life. Sure. But this isn't everyday life. It's a TV no. show and it's a zombie TV show, so...
1: But if I was stuck in a zombie apocalypse and it's been, you know, a number of months since I actually played a video game, I would miss them. You probably would, And yeah. I mean, would probably talk about them.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I guess looking at it that way, it makes sense. But for me, I don't know. It felt like it just st- stood out like a sore thumb. Like, hey, guys, I'm, we're going to mention something, you know, pop-culturally relevant right now. Yeah, didn't you bother know. me. Why didn't he just say... I was watching Jersey Shore last week, and then the zombies attacked. Have you watched Jersey Shore? No, (laughs) not even a little bit. (laughs) Um, All right, but after that, we go to Dale, who's in the forest or in the swamp, hiding the guns. Shane approaches and confronts him. He knows, I guess Shane knows exactly where he was. He just seemed to go right there. He must have gone to the swamp. Yeah, there's only one place he could be. Uh, Dale raises his gun on him, but relents, and Shane ultimately... Takes the guns.
2: This is where you belong, Shane. How's that deal? This world, what it is now. This is where you belong. And I I may not have what it takes to last for long, but that's okay. Mm. At least I can say when the world goes to shit, I didn't let it take me down with it.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I love this scene. Me too. It was so well done, and I, I loved two things. One, we got Dale telling Shane what he thought of him. Yep. You know, you're an ass, basically. That's all he was saying, and you're perfect for the end of the world here. And we also got Shane being a dick by completely disregarding anything that Dale had to say and just not taking him seriously. I'd have pulled the trigger. Well, it was you, you. almost want him to, you know? You almost like this guy's such an ass. I almost half expected uh, Carl to show up. Oh yeah, that would have been something, eh? Yep. Um, the only problem is, in this scenario, Carl would have shown up at the wrong time and shot Dale through the neck. You know, because uh, Dale was the one pointing the gun <laughs> at Shane.
1: I, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of, I, <clears throat> I kind of expected that whole thing to happen, but then I remembered that. No, he's going to be Shane's going to be moving on to the next part of the the season. So uh, mm-hmm. I knew. Then I figured out it wasn't going to happen.
0: What if they introduced a scene where Carl tries to shoot Shane but misses? Can you imagine the different dynamic that would throw in? Oh yeah, like. Holy crap! <laughs> that would that would really be a holy crap. You know that that would be something that just occurred to me right now. That's a great idea. You should write them a letter. Hey guys, I got an idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this whole scene I thought was fantastic. It was it was these two guys sort of laying it out on the table with each other. Yep. And Dale um, ultimately just sort of gives up and says, "Look, I don't like you, and I think you're wrong, and I think you're an idiot, and do what you need to do." From each of their own individual perspectives,
1: they're both right. Right. Like Shane is trying to do what he thinks is right for the group. Mm-hmm. We're, we're out here to survive. This is not the same world we've been in our whole lives. This is a different world and we need to make harsh choices in order to survive. And Dale is also right in that, you know, we have to maintain our humanity in order, to, you know, just survival is not enough. No. Right? And uh, Shane recognized that in Dale and knew that he could not pull the trigger because he doesn't have what it takes to do what needs to be done to survive.
0: Yes, if the roles were reversed, Dale would have been shot through the chest. Oh, he would have been, yeah, he would would have been meat on the ground, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) But we, that doesn't happen, and instead we go to commercial, and when we come back, everyone's hanging around the farm, kind of lighthearted, just sort of like, hey, everything's okay now, Uh, but they're wondering where Rick is, and then Shane walks up, all the guns and starts handing them out here you go here you go this one for you everybody gets these um maggie says that herschel will make them leave over this and uh shane offers a gun to carl but Lori intervenes yep and i don't think carl takes the gun no i don't think he does she doesn't let him at this point rick and herschel come out of the woods wrangling the zombies Mm -hmm. (laughs) shane and everybody like sprint over to them and Shane starts freaking out, Yep, as we kind of could see coming. Um, it was the, it was an awesome scene where Shane starts firing bullets into one of the zombies they're wrangling to prove that she isn't alive.
1: Yeah. How could you live through this? Yeah.
0: yeah. I I've, I've put five shots in this zombie's chest. Into and her it's...
1: heart, into her
0: lungs. Yeah. You know, if she was alive and just sick, she wouldn't have survived that. No. And Rick starts screaming, Shane, enough. Shane agrees, walks up, shoots her through the forehead. Yep. So that was extremely cool. Um, at this point, Shane has completely lost it. Like he's just screaming. He says that, you know, you have to fight to live. And he opens the barn mm-hmm. and, uh, and zombies start coming out. Yep. Rick is screaming at Herschel to take the stick, but Herschel's just kind of, you know, lost the will to do anything. So Rick is stuck holding this zombie back and he can't help everybody else who has stepped up with a gun, and they start firing, taking the zombies down as they're coming out of the barn. Because at that point, they don't have any choice. No, they don't have any choice. They could turn and run, but they're going to have to do something about them. So they might as well There's walkers all over the place. And there's walkers all over the place. That's right. I'd say there were at least 20 of them in the barn. I didn't do a body count on the ground. Yeah. But, you know, a quick... At least a dozen well when you see the bodies on the ground i think there's there's even more but i i'm not sure so let's say 12 to 20 yep (laughs) still enough that they'd cause a serious problem yep so who who steps up we got uh we got um shane andrea daryl t-dog with a gun um glenn eventually glenn eventually that's right anyone else At least five shooters. So we've got five shooters. Rick, of course, isn't shooting because he's still holding on to this zombie that he can't let go of. Yep. So those odds are pretty good. Five people in a firing line with only maybe 15 zombies coming out. That do not know how to fly. No, they just walk (laughs) straight at you. Yeah. And the doors weren't open that enough, so they kind of came out one at a time. That's right. One or two at a time. That's a perfect situation to uh, take down a larger number. Exactly. It's, it's, you funnel them into a small area. That's right. And mow them down. That's like 300. Right, movie three hundred. That's a great movie. Yeah, if you uh, if you have enough soldiers to hold a, a choke point, you can hold off against a very very large superior force. That's right. Whether they're um, warriors like in three hundred or zombies in the Walking Dead. That's right. So they take them all down. They think everything is all hunky dory, and then they hear one more zombie coming, and uh, it's a small, little small uh, zombie who steps out wearing a blue shirt. Nobody can believe what they see, and of course it's Sophia yep. as a zombie. Uh, we we talked about this and we kind of predicted it last week. Well, we you know we had a number of different
1: options. We
0: we did. This was probably the most plausible though. Or finding her just safe and sound. Hey, how you doing? Well, that would have been rather uh, anticlimactic. However, they all sort of stand there looking at her. And um Madison Linz, I gotta say, did mm-hmm. a great job. She did. Acting as a zombie. Yeah. Uh there there was a behind the scenes bit uh later on AMC's Talking Dead where they showed uh they showed her preparing and stuff like that. And it was it was interesting to see her taking some direction from the director on what to do, yeah. but kind of um still in zombie character. Mm-hmm. It was it was interesting. She did a great job. Anyways, no one can believe their eyes. They're like, holy crap, what do we do now? Yeah. You know most of them are probably looking at her thinking well we can't shoot her what are we gonna do you know but rick steps up because at this point the zombie he's been wrangling was shot and he raises his weapon and shoots her in the head yeah episode over uh quite a finish very very dramatic very dramatic i think it got a little dusty in this room even when when i was watching it but uh very, very important scene. Yeah, I was uh, I was blown away by it, and I, I even kind of half expected it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I kind of knew what was going on, but you know, you almost don't expect them to to go there, right? Be, like we've, I know we've seen Rick shoot little girl zombies before. Yeah, it was like um, the first thing we saw. <laughs> that's true, and now the last thing here so far. <laughs> but you know, Rick, Rick two little girl zombies zero. <laughs> that's I the, guess too. That's, that's true. That's the score so far. But the fact that this was a character that we knew and had some, you know, we were, were, liked as a character and, mm-hmm. and she's been missing a long time, but, you know, a lot of people probably believed in the back of their mind that they would find her, if not okay, at least alive, uh-huh. not a zombie. That's what I was expecting.
1: I was expecting her to walk out of the woods or for them to stumble across her somewhere. Like when, uh, when Daryl and Carol are, and uh, they walked, they walked out along the and they saw the flower and Mm -hmm. he apologized that's when i expected them to find her oh my god there she is like i was expecting that to happen in that scene
0: right i could see that but i also think that would be it would be a letdown it'd be like anticlimactic where where the hell have you been yeah if you're like right here yeah you wouldn't like you know hear us or go towards the farm i mean come on i was swimming at the swimming hole yeah for three days But anyway, so she's in there. Now, a lot of people sort of on the internet have complained that, well, why wouldn't Herschel and everyone knows they're out looking for a girl? Why wouldn't he say, well, we got a girl in the barn, especially after, you know, that knowledge became public. Right. Um, Maybe that's her, you know, hopefully not, but maybe that's her. And the answer to that question that I learned from Robert Kirkman on AMC's Talking Dead last night is that um, Otis was the one who did all the wrangling. Of zombies. Oh, and, he's dead. and Otis was killed before uh, before they ever spoke about the search for Sophia. Yep. And so they just genu- genuinely didn't know that she was in there. That makes perfect sense. It does. And that's also why in the episode there was that line in the swamp where he told him, Otis used to do this. It was his right. job. Yep. Now with Otis gone, we have to do this. Yeah. So it makes sense in that respect. Um, but great, great scene. Incredible ending, and uh, from what we know of the second half of the season, it's going to pick up right where this leaves off, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Shane's that wonderful character that you just love to hate. Just, I hate that guy. You do, but you can understand his point.
1: Oh yeah, he's perfect. His logic is sound. Yeah. Like, it it makes perfect sense. He's off the deep end, and he's making bad decisions, and he's going to turn it, he's turning into an evil guy, but evil people don't think they're doing wrong. So no. his logic is completely sound. He's not making crazy decisions. He's making good decisions based on bad rationale.
0: <laughs> based on being crazy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, the other great thing, there's another thing, two other things about this scene. One, I noticed that when the zombies started coming out and they started shooting them, Herschel just, there was a few shots of him looking absolutely distressed. He looked like he'd lost all will to live or do anything. Yeah. He, he almost kind of looked like a zombie. He just collapsed, yeah. He, he just collapsed, had a blank look <clears> on his face. You know, he he, he watched his uh, his wife and stepson, he said, who were in there, right? He watched them get shot and killed, I guess, again. Yep. And, Friends uh, and family and neighbors. Yeah, exactly. He looked just absolutely distressed, totally distressed. Um, the zombie who... Uh, the Kirkman did explain which one was his wife. And do you remember the zombie close to the end who got shot? And you can see kind of her oh, yeah. side of her face tear off. That's who I figured it was. That's Herschel's wife, apparently. Yeah. Not anymore, though. Well, I mean, <laughs> for it hasn't
1: been for a while, depending yeah. on your uh, philosophy of zombies.
0: Yeah, of course. And then the, the final thing about, about the end here is that Rick Grimes is clearly now a changed man, right? This is the scene everyone has been waiting for, for him to become the Rick that we kind of expect, I don't know about that. No, He's been making these kind of decisions since early on. Not, nobody else in this group could step up and do what he did there. It had to be him. It had to be him taking responsibility for his actions, making a choice and uh, doing what he had to do.
1: Well, it's because he doesn't get rattled. No matter what the situation, he does not get rattled. He remains rational. Even when, like when Sophia went missing, he doesn't freak out and say, we got to leave her and get the hell out of here. He's not rattled. Shane is rattled well true and he's not rattled he's thinking rationally no we're in a safe place why not continue to look for her everything's under control just relax we could look for her. We're not in danger right here. We don't have to keep going until there's, you know, more danger here than we perceive elsewhere. Right now, elsewhere is more danger than right here. So he's, you know, calm, cool, collected. Everybody else, or Shane specifically, is a little rattled. He's freaking out. He's starting to do weird things.
0: Where, and even in this situation, everybody gets rattled except for Rick. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. He's the only one who can think straight. In this situation. Even, well, Shane has been thinking straight for a long time, but even, even Andrea, you know, who's been a a little bit up and down, but fairly level-headed throughout this, even when her sister was killed in season one. Yeah. Um, And uh, I guess T-Dog and Glenn were, T-Dog was kind of uh, unimportant in the scene. He was just shooting. Yeah. Glenn was there, um, but he couldn't do it. And of course, Carol almost ran right up to her. Yeah, she, yeah, she took off. It's like, my little girl. You got to think that Daryl could have taken the shot, but he had to tackle Carol from running. Yeah, he was busy.
1: Forward. He was busy holding the Daryl, I think, could have, ta- could have taken the shot too. He didn't have his crossbow with him. No, he had a shotgun. Well, yeah, because uh, Shane gave it to him. But uh, True. Yeah, he was busy. It's kind of hard to hold back, uh, you know, a very, very upset mother when her, zomb- her zombie daughter
0: is in front of him and fire a shotgun at the same time. It's true. And not, you know, shoot yourself <laughs> in the face. You not don't want to do even, that. Not even Daryl could do that. But, you know, I I just think it was a really, really important scene for Rick. You know, we've we've seen him question himself a lot. But here, he was absolutely firm in his decision of what to do. And he even recognized, I think, that everyone's just standing around. Somebody's got to do something. Okay, there's a zombie coming towards us, folks. She's not fast and she's little, but they're still dangerous.
1: Luckily, Shane turned around and shot the zombie I was wrangling. So now I can go and deal with this.
0: Yeah, I can deal with this. So anyways, poor Sophia, she is gone um, and uh, we will probably talk about it a little bit more later in the program. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have listener feedback about this episode and some in uh, some for past episodes. So stick around for that. Right now, I'm going to let you know that for you, the listeners of The Talking Dead, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Jason, what's your recommendation for the fine people this week? I'm going to recommend a book I just started listening to today,
1: Hunting Eichmann by Neil Bascom, uh, narrated by Paul Hecht. It's a compelling account of the relentless hunt for the nefarious Adolf Eichmann. know who Adolf Eichmann is no no uh he because of his organizational skills and reliability Eichmann was charged with the task of managing the logistics of the mass deportation of the Jews to the extermination camps in eastern Europe in World War II Mm -hmm. so he was uh the one man completely responsible for the uh mass extermination of the Jews in World War II
0: or at least keeping it organized yeah and he uh yeah he escaped from uh the Which, allies. Not to make light of the situation. I didn't mean to no, do that. But but he
1: yeah, he escaped from the allies. <laughs> and uh, this is about the hunt
0: to find him afterwards. Wow. Yeah. All right. What's the running time on that one? 12 hours, 36 minutes. Very good. If you want to download your free audiobook, including this one or any other today, go to audibletrial.com slash talking dead. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash talking dead for your free audio book. Listener feedback. That means it's time for some listener feedback. A quick note before we start, um, just in case you were wondering, if you've written in and we didn't read it on the on the program, or you called and we didn't use your your call, that doesn't mean it, that's not because you know we don't love you. We certainly do, but not all the feedback we can get necessarily can make it into the show, partly for timing, things like that. And uh, I just wanted to make sure everyone was aware, so no one felt bad. Yeah, And one of the things we're going to do during the hiatus between now and February is probably an all-listener feedback show, where we take some of the stuff that didn't make it into one of these shows, throw it out there, talk about it, see what else we can come up with uh, during that. So if you don't hear your your email or your call right away, you might hear it then. Sure, sure. Very good. So this first one comes from Monica on tonight's episode, pretty much—or last night's episode, pretty much dead already— Monica writes, you know, as the viewer, when the when they begin killing the walkers in the barn, that is the only way for this to end, with Sophia being the last walker and their roles reversed. Perfection. Herschel's emotions are reflected into the rest of the group, and at that moment, at that moment, and Rick is the only one with the strength to do what needs to be done, I was starting to worry during the last couple of episodes that Rick was going soft. Darn, that Shane's getting in my head. Rick's character is amazing. Strong, compassionate understanding, strategic-wise, he's a little bit of everyone's best qualities. Mm -hmm. He does kind of encompass sort of a bit from all of them, you know? He does. I would agree with that. I think it's an astute observation. Even Shane a little bit. Well, everyone goes—everyone has their crazy moments, right?
1: Well, I know I do.
0: Absolutely. Anthony writes an email uh, on the episode, and he says, I just finished watching the mid-season finale, and all I can say is, wow. Wow. That was truly exciting. Shane's rant and subsequent Left for Dead-style dismantling of a zombie mob was epic, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I would agree. On that note, after the fourth or fifth zombie, it was all but clear that Sophia was uh, going to be the last one to emerge from the barn. All that speed and adrenaline had to have a screeching halt moment, and she was it. Also a good observation, I think. We have high and then low, mm-hmm. right? Contrasting beside each other. Um, truly sad and unexpected up until then, as I was originally expecting her to come walking up from out of nowhere or come running from the tree line with another half dozen walkers in pursuit. Oh yeah. All in all, a perfect way to end the first half. So.
1: At what point did you realize that it would be Sophia in the barn coming uh, out last? During our <clears throat> podcast last week. No, you knew that, but even you were <laughs> conscious of that during the episode, and when the zombies started pouring out of the barn and they started uh, dispatching them, you were still
0: conscious of the fact that it would be Sophia coming out of there? Well, I can't answer that, honestly, because this episode was screened for critics. Right. So a lot of information made its way out onto the internet. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew how it ended before I was watching it.
1: Right. but you, And you were still <clears throat> aware of that when you were watching. Because I also knew that. But when I was watching the episode, the uh, my... Uh, conscious, you know, awareness of what's going on outside of the show Your TV away. distortion field. My TV distortion field. <laughs> and, and I was just, I was, you know, I had a laser focus on this because right. I was enjoying it so much that even when they, you know, the, the feet came out and they were going up and I'm like, oh my God, it's a kid.
0: Oh my God, who is it? Who is it? And then it was Sophia. And it was actually a reveal moment for me. Well, that's good. No, I, I, um, it was in the back of my mind the whole time. I will say that, that. Uh, you know i didn't know how it was going to play out i wasn't looking at the at the clock so i didn't know that you know we're getting to the end here when the, when he shane flips out and opens the barn door so i wasn't sure if this was right at the end of the episode so i didn't know that but i did know that the episode ends with um rick shooting somebody point blank that they know right <laughs> so I suppose it could have been Merle in there. It could have been uh, Morgan or Dwayne. You know, we haven't seen them in a while. Dwayne would have been good. But I also knew that they needed to wrap up this Sophia storyline, which, for the record, you know, despite all our complaining about how long it went on, they paid it off. Yeah, it was paid off. It was. And the explanation of her being in there the whole time and them not knowing because Otis was dead, it really... Worked for me. It did, yeah. It it's, it's
1: very, very nicely wrapped up. And the <laughs> uh, that email that just came in. Who is it from again? Anthony. Anthony. Uh, I like the uh, the way he put that. Their emotions mirrored Herschel's right cuz Herschel, you know the reason he put everybody in the barn mm-hmm. is because they're friends they're family yes they're people they that uh, that he knows that he, that uh, went into that
0: barn and then all of a sudden one comes out that they know that's right You no know, deal with that sucker during this behind the scenes thing that I watched uh, during AMC's Talking Dead they had Nicotero on as well right and he said that they they had written up a concept for this scene where Sophia comes walking out of the barn Um, not as a zombie, like she is a zombie, but we see the perspective of all the characters and they look at her and think that's Sophia. She's not a zombie. We finally found her. That's amazing. And, uh, sort of, they've got to deal with it that way. I don't know what, how it would play out. Maybe somebody realizes, wait a minute, how could she be in there with all those zombies and not be dead? Um, But I think that was, that's an interesting, that would have been a very interesting way to sort of do the scene. And it would have hammered that home even more. It would have. Having these people see her as still alive. I think,
1: I think that kind of thing
0: plays on paper, but doesn't play visually. You're right. A lot of people, viewers might be confused by it.
1: Yeah. And the show has not been, uh, you know, very ethereal in that, or, you know, it's very mm. realistic in the way it's portraying everything, right? So having yeah. something be a mass hallucination sort of thing hasn't really played into the show at all. It's never been set up that way where people see one
0: thing and then but it's another. Well, we only get individual hallucinations like helicopters.
1: <laughs> if it was a hallucination. Right. I think it
0: was a real helicopter. It might have been. We will find out. Off on the uh, the aircraft carrier oh yeah just doing a reconnaissance mission to see
1: yeah the military's gotta you know aircraft carriers they gotta be out there zombie free i'm sure of
0: it space station there's people in the space station i'm sure they're probably not going to help too much but yeah uh you're right there there were ships at sea when this all went down and they might still be at sea they might okay brian from cincinnati uh wrote an email in regarding the walker in the pharmacy now brian sent in a few emails Mm -hmm. Um, So I just chose this one. Maybe some of the others we'll get into our all walking our all listener feedback episode. Brian writes, come on, dude, the walker was not just hanging out in there the entire time. (laughs) Use your head. He had to have found his way in there. We know walkers can open doors from previous episodes like Morgan's wife attempting to open the door. Maybe the walker was a pharmacist and was returning to work. Gotcha. Not only can they open doors or at least try to, they have residual memories of their former life. Maybe he was the pharmacist. Okay.
1: No, okay. I'll take that hit. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) If he was the pharmacist and uh, he knew how to open the doors, they do have residual memories. So sure, he went in, he uh, shut the door, and then he went back and started uh, preparing stuff for his day.
0: Hey man, if, um, if we could have an RV inspector... We can certainly have a pharmacist. That's true. <laughs> That's true. No, I'll I'll, uh, I'll take that. Yeah. All righty. James from Maine writes in regarding the firebombing and bodies on the highway. James says, "I rather think that instead of firebombing Atlanta to get rid of zombies, they should use ant- or should have used anti-personnel ordinance, i.e., daisy cutters, which is a shower of small bomblets, which individually will seriously damage zombies or infantry, but not damage buildings that much." Oh. So that's what they should have done. He said, The puzzle about the dead people in the cars on the highway pileup is mystifying. No, uh, they weren't burned. They weren't bitten, eaten, or killed, or frightened away by zombies. Some of them died in car accidents, but a lot are just sitting in their cars with no apparent cause of death. The other possibility, which we have not seen much of yet, is that they were killed by humans, the other chief danger after zombies in the New World Order. Mm. Maybe they were killed by other humans. I can't speculate on for what purpose, but who knows? People do some crazy stuff when the zombies attack. sure do. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting point. I don't know that we will ever get back there and find out more about that scene. It might be just one of those things that we've got to leave in the past and move on from. I think we have to move on. All righty. Very good. In that case, let's move on to our last email from Leanne, also on the bodies on the highway and infection versus biting. You mentioned in your last podcast the bodies on the highway that didn't turn. If you think back to the comic, perhaps these people weren't infected like Rick and Lori and everyone uh, may or may not be at this point in time. The show has not explored this yet, but obviously in the comics, the bites kill, not infect. Not that these people were bitten, but died either by choice, riots, etc. Maybe at the hands of other people. Yep. If um, If Rick was immune, the transfusion could have given Carl immunity. When the CDC guy said, nothing we don't know already we could have meant the CDC, and that one out of however many people show signs of immunity, just a thought, or he could have said everyone is infected, the bites kill. Ultimately, um, that's the end of her quote, and ultimately, I think that, you know, we don't really know the full extent of how this virus, if, if it even is one, works, and uh, who is, who isn't infected, or if it's really even an infection, or, you know, the zombieism is caused by radiation from space. I have no idea. Right. If
1: you think uh, Jenner said that, uh, you know, you're immune or one in 10 people are immune, Rick would just say that, you know, you know, some people are immune. So we're going to get through this. You know, if you get bitten, don't, uh, don't panic. You could be immune. Cross
0: your fingers. Cross your fingers. (laughs) Hope to die. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Hope not to die. Uh, But yeah, we don't really know what's going on. We don't know the rules necessarily of the zombie of how it works what causes it where it comes from what makes you turn or not so right maybe we will find out as the show goes on but maybe not maybe he said godzilla is real (laughs) he'll come and help godzilla is real (laughs) you think these zombies are bad yeah wait till godzilla gets here (laughs) and he's fighting mecha godzilla and you're in trouble and mothra be careful don't go near any high-rises in tokyo (laughs) All right, that's it for listener feedback. Like I said, we will do an all-listener feedback episode uh, during the hiatus, maybe even next week. I don't know. We'll figure out what our schedule is. So by all means, please keep sending in those emails and phone calls and whatnot because they'll make it onto a show eventually. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. Did you see that? All righty. We've got some good holy crap did you see that moments today. Uh, Dave called in again with his... So let's play that to start.
2: Gentlemen, how are you? It's Dave Collin. I realize I missed my uh, my call last week. So I hope that you two will be able to find it in your hearts to forgive me, but I'm calling you now, and I'm going to talk to you about my holy crap that you see that moment. And it's the one moment that I think that everybody's talking about right at the end. Um, but I think what's imp- what's important for me is... That it was the moment that I decided to let go of the comics and let the TV show be its own universe. And uh, it's no more apparent anywhere than it is right in those last few seconds of the TV show. And I think uh, you know we need to let the comics be in their universe and let the TV show be in, in its own universe and stop stop sitting there and expecting the the TV show to mimic. The events in the comics. Um, You know, it'll be nice to just sort of let the let the TV show go where it's going to go and be where it's going to be, and stop asking when this person is going to show up or when this what's going to happen to this person, and uh, just really enjoy the ride because uh, that that's a big game changer right there. And uh, that was my holy crap! Did you see that moment? Sorry to ramble on. I'm about to head home. I'm in my car in a parking lot. Uh, anyway, guys, have a good night.
0: Uh, bye. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'd like to give uh, Dave the prize for one of the best points ever made.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a perfect point. And I like the fact that he gave his context, mm-hmm. where he is
0: and when he's calling, just about to go home, <laughs> sitting in a car, in a parking lot. Just before he's about to drive home. That's, That's right. Uh, yeah, this this is a really, really good point. I mean, up until now, everybody has been, you know, and not— at at fault but comparing the show to the comics when we as we get deeper into the tv show we should probably stop doing that so much we should because they are their own entities and the tv show is going to relate less and less to the comic as it goes on i think
1: i agree no it was a it was a,
0: a perfect point it was it was absolutely great um and it's 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 the perfect moment to to get that feeling too i mean it didn't occur to me but you know when rick steps up and does that Everything that's happened so far that differs from the comic, you know, aside, we've suddenly shot Sophia in the head and uh, moved on from there. She survives longer in the comics, and that's all I'll say about that. Sure does. Uh, Travis from Texas wrote in. He says, My holy crap, did you see that moment is the walker that Glenn dispatches in the pharmacy. The way it looked and moved after it got up the second time was awesome. This episode gave us plenty of zombie headshot kills, but they gave us one that was really unique and distinct. I believe it may tie the teabag walker as the most impressive of this half of the season. Hmm. uh, Travis, (laughs) almost called him Texas. Travis is, of course, talking about the episode before. Eric from Indiana writes and says, my holy crap, did you see that moment for this week would be when Andrea finally got the hang of popping caps into walkers. And they do the slow-mo turn. It was, uh, I was waiting for a flock of white pigeons to fly by in the background. (laughs) Pretty rad moment.
1: Let the pigeons (laughs) loose.
0: That's right. Someone let the birds out. (laughs) Very cool moment. Samantha, who didn't give her location, says, I wanted to send you two, holy crap, did you see that moments I had during last night's episode. They were both from the same scene. The first being when Glenn asks Maggie for permission to shoot the walkers. That was cool, but as they were coming out of the barn, he does say, "Uh, Maggie, I got to do something, and she (laughs) says, do it. The second was when Sophia came out of the barn as a zombie. I was expecting it to be Otis or maybe even Merle, but as soon as I saw those little shoes, I knew who it was and was very shocked. Yeah, You know, I think probably a lot of the TV watching audience was, holy crap, did you see that? Yeah, no kidding. Right at that moment. Uh, All righty. Before, why don't we do your, holy crap, did you see that moment next, Jason? What have you got for us?
1: Well, we actually, we, we touched on it, but uh, when I was watching this uh, the first time, uh, what I saw was Herschel's wife got it in the face, a shotgun blast to the face, and it actually took part of her mouth off yep. and, uh, and killed her. And at that point, I knew, oh, that was Herschel's wife. That's going to feel bad you for didn't, Herschel.
0: You didn't really need anyone to tell you that, for sure, because we saw shots of her in the barn, too, a couple of times yep. throughout the episode.
1: You're right. Yeah, at that point, I knew it was, and it was just the uh, the effect of you know, the being shot
0: and part of her face getting blown off. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was gruesome and cool, and you know, not so fun for Herschel, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um, did you notice too that during the scene, I forgot to mention before, there were some body shots. There were body shots. Yes, people were getting it in the shoulder and in the chest, but they were all eventually dispatched via the head. They were. Um, Shane didn't make any body shots. Of course let's, not. Let's be clear, that man is a master marksman, but I'm sure T-Dog and Glenn and those guys were, you know, firing into shoulders and chests and stuff like that.
1: Well, this is the first time they've all, you
0: know, en masse, mm-hmm. used,
1: have used firearms.
0: Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> well, I have my a moment that I would classify as, holy crap, did you see that? So when Sophia comes out, she sort of slowly makes her way through the corpses. She's approaching Rick uh, or approaching Shane in the line. And Rick steps up and standing right in front of her. And we get a shot from Rick's perspective straight on towards Sophia. And if you go back and watch, um, the shot of Sophia at least, and maybe it was me, but my, I perceived it changing a little bit. And since we're looking at it from Rick's perspective, I thought they were actually trying to show us a sort of change in Rick's attitude. The, at first the shot seemed a little out of focus, a little bit off for some reason, mm-hmm. and then it comes into focus and he shoots her. I think we might've been, I think we might've been seeing, uh, at least what I think we might've been seeing Rick's transformation in himself looking at her realizing who it is and what he's about to do and suddenly he sees sees things clearly interesting yeah i thought it was a really neat shot i could have made this all up in my mind but if i i I suggest (laughs) you go back and look i i definitely think there was something different about that shot that we're looking at from rick's perspective and it kind of changes as we're looking at it
1: so it could have been a holy crap did you see that and the answer is no (laughs) <laughs> no, I did not see that. That could
0: be the answer. I'm afraid no. But I'm just saying I saw that. Okay. Definitely.
1: Holy crap, I just saw something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, I saw something. Okay, we're going to wrap things up now. If uh, if you want to stick around after the end, we do have a quick spoilery segment next time on The Walking Dead. I can't say next week on The Walking Dead. but I guess I could say next year on next The Walking year. Dead. Next year. Kind of a bummer. But uh, if you would like to contact us, you can do so at our toll free zomb line at 1 483 ZOMB. Find us on Twitter at Talking Dead or facebook.com slash the Talking Dead. Fair number of um, posts there last night that were confusing us for AMC's Talking Dead. Mm-hmm. So appreciate everyone posting there, but those messages are not going to get to AMC. I, I apologize, there's nothing I can do about that. Right. Um, And, of course, you can email us at talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. So if you want to stick around for some spoilers, do so. Otherwise, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. And for The Talking Dead, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with something. I don't know. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Next week on The Walking Dead. Jason, tell us what's happening next week on The Walking Dead.
1: Well, next time on The Walking Dead, we have an episode called Nebraska.
0: And uh, I don't
1: have any... I couldn't find a description of it other than uh, Rick and Shane get into it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess they're going to get into something. (laughs) They're
1: going to get into it. Uh, Written by Evan Riley
0: and directed by Clark Johnson. Clark Johnson. These are two people that we haven't seen, I don't think, working on The Walking Dead TV show before. And this this puts us into the post-Frank Darabont era, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I, I believe it does.
0: So it uh, should be interesting to see what happens. We do have the next week on The Walking Dead audio clip. That'd be nice. How about I play that? Sure.
2: AM says The Walking Dead continues with new episodes this February. Where's Hershel? We can't find him anywhere. I'm going after him. They've got to get us all killed.
0: Then we have to stop that.
2: He's dangerous.
0: Now, what are you saying? What do you do to keep this camp safe, huh? What do you do? So don't you tell me about getting my hands dirty. Back off! No one else gets hurt. Uh, this is not going to end well.
2: There is no hope for any of us. The Walking Dead returns this February.
0: Uh, there is no hope for any of us, Jason.
1: I think uh, I think Herschel might uh, put a gun in his mouth.
0: Well, that would be something. Yeah, that would be something. There were two other... Um, exclusive clips that are out there somewhere, which I don't have the audio for. But uh, one of them is, uh, I forget if this is the one that played during Hell on Wheels. It might have been. But you see the group coming back to the farm right after what happened at the barn. And Shane is sort of talking about, uh, you know, how could they not tell us she was in there? you know, why were they letting us look around it for for days and not say anything about that? And we get further explanation there that Otis was the one who would have known and they didn't have time to ask him.
1: Right. Well, and also they didn't watch uh, (laughs) Talking Dead
0: where they explained the whole thing. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. Yeah. explained everything there. Read the script, man. (laughs) Crying out loud. supposed to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, There was another clip, too, that showed some other scenes, including a scene where Herschel is telling them they have to leave. If I'm not mistaken,
1: yeah, that was I think it was right at the beginning of this. Get off my land. No, was that that was the beginning of the clip that
0: uh, where Rick and Shane get into it? Right. It's a, it's a little bit longer than than this one. Yeah. Right. It's a minute long or so. So it's just a longer a longer trailer. Um, but yeah, it seems like we pick things up in the episode uh, eight called Nebraska right where we left off here,
1: which you is know? typical for AMC and typical
0: <laughs> for this show for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, things, not a lot of time passes very quickly, that's for sure. So Nebraska, do you think they're going to Nebraska? Going to meet somebody named Nebraska? You know, I was thinking about this too. Um, When I found out that was the title, and that's the only title we know so far for the second group of episodes, Um, I I looked up Nebraska on a map. It's right smack dab in the middle of the U.S., nowhere near Georgia. So it's pretty far. I can't see them heading to Nebraska.
1: I was just going to look that up. So we got Georgia... Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Kansas, Colorado, Utah. I got nothing here. Where's, where's, there it is. Right in the middle. Way
0: up there. Yeah. Exactly. It's right, right in the middle there. So it's, it's a pretty good hike from, from Georgia. I don't see it going there. Maybe they're going to meet someone named Nebraska. Like, uh, it reminded me of Zombieland where they just went by their, their hometown names. That's right. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what we're getting here. Um, I don't know. Could, could mean anything. Yeah. It would mean anything we don't know it'll be interesting when we find out the rest of the episode titles for uh, after the hiatus it would to... it's like
1: uh, like that episode title ts19 what the heck does that mean test subject 19 well yeah, it makes sense now it sure does <laughs> so after <laughs> uh, you know the end of february nebraska is going to make perfect sense
0: i think when ts19 first came out we speculated that it was like trauma service no, 19. test center 19
1: because we were idiots and didn't realize that center started with a C <laughs> and not an S. Trauma center, I think we were. Or a testing center or a tough yeah. trauma center. Anyway. <laughs> I can't, uh, yeah, I can't believe that. Way to bring that up again, Chris. Thank you for that. Well, Just I- pointing out
0: how big of a couple of idiots we really are. Well, you know, I, I anyone who listens to this, I don't think really is, you know, questioning it's, that at all. It's so. not a surprise. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, so The the Walking Dead will be back Um February 12th. 12th. <laughs> All right. I'll remember it when we're closer to the day. Just in time for Valentine's Day. There you go. Maybe maybe there'll be a Nebraska Valentine's Day episode. That's right. Happy Valentine's Day, Mr. Dead Zombie. Mr. Yeah. Zombie. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week with maybe a listener feedback episode. We're also going to do our review episode of Rise of the Governor. So that's mm-hmm. coming up, too. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.